0: Today is Friday, May 14th, 2021. On this day in 1983, a routine traffic stop led to the arrest of one of the most sought-after serial killers in American history. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of this man's crimes, listener discretion is advised. This episode contains depictions of murder that some people may find offensive. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering the arrest of Randy Steven Kraft, a serial killer who targeted young men in the 1970s and early 80s. Let's go back to the Southern California town of Mission Viejo in the early hours of May 14th, 1983. It was a few minutes past 1 a.m. when two California Highway Patrol officers spotted a lone Toyota Celica weaving between lanes of Interstate 5, presumably a drunk driver. Officer Michael Sterling and his partner, Sergeant Michael Howard, turned on their lights and signaled for the car to pull over. The officers' suspicions were soon confirmed. As Officer Sterling approached the vehicle, a man stepped out, emptying the remnants of a beer bottle onto the road as he did so. The man staggered toward the patrol car, where he identified himself as Randy Kraft, a computer programmer from Long Beach. Officer Sterling proceeded to conduct a sobriety test, which Kraft failed. As Sterling booked him for drunk driving, Sergeant Howard approached Kraft's unlocked Toyota an unconscious man was seated in the passenger seat with a jacket over his lap. Sergeant Howard quickly noted that there were more empty beer bottles in the front seat as well as an open bottle of prescription sleeping pills. Even more alarming, the carpet beneath the seat was heavily bloodstained. Howard attempted to wake the sleeping passenger, noting as he did so that there were laceration marks around his neck. He felt for a pulse, but to no avail. The man's skin was cold. Randy Kraft's passenger was dead. Pulling the jacket from the man's lap, Sergeant Howard discovered that the victim's hands were bound together with shoelaces and that he was naked from the waist down. Officers Howard and Sterling took Randy Kraft to the Orange County Police Station, where he could be held until a thorough investigation could be conducted. But if the police were shocked by the night's events, it was nothing compared to what lay in store. Coming up, police discover the full extent of Randy Kraft's crimes. Wayne Simmons spent 27 years undercover for the CIA. When he retired from spy work, he got a big break. Terrorism analyst on Fox News. Then he met Kent Clisby. So I'm a real CIA guy. This is total nonsense. I'm Alex French, and I'm here to figure out who's telling the truth. Was Wayne Simmons a spy, or was he nothing but a con man? Imposters is a Spotify original from Parcast. Follow and listen exclusively on Spotify. Now back to the story. On May 14, 1983, Randy Kraft was pulled over for making an illegal lane change and arrested for drunk driving. But within moments of his arrest, a body bearing visible signs of torture was found in his passenger seat. The body was later identified as 25-year-old Marine Terry Lee Gambrel. While searching Kraft's car for evidence, police found a belt which was identified as the murder weapon used to strangle Gambrel. He was Kraft's final victim, but he was certainly not his first. Police removed the blood-stained carpeting in Kraft's car for forensic testing. Beneath the carpet, they discovered a list of coded names and an envelope of disturbing photos. Kraft's photo album contained over 50 pictures of young men in pornographic poses, most of whom appeared unconscious or dead. It was a serial killer's scrapbook. Kraft's list was so lengthy that it was stored in a three-ring binder. It detailed 61 encounters in total, each one a coded journal entry of sorts. His dedication to logging his disturbing crimes earned him the name, the Scorecard Killer. A thorough search of Kraft's home revealed a plethora of objects belonging to his victims, which he'd kept as trophies. The sinister impulse to hoard these souvenirs gave police more than enough evidence to keep him behind bars indefinitely, despite Kraft's refusal to admit guilt. But the evidence against him was insurmountable. Within two days of his arrest, Randy Kraft was officially charged with Terry Gambrel's murder. This charge was just the tip of a much larger iceberg. Results from the forensic analysis on Kraft's car revealed that the blood on the carpeting was human. DNA fibers collected from Kraft's home now linked him to the death of another man, also a young Marine. Honing in on Kraft's modus operandi of picking up young men with military backgrounds, usually hitchhiking or at rest stops, and aided by the stockpile of photographs and souvenirs, police began the lengthy process of decoding Kraft's cryptic scorecard. Some were easier to make sense of than others. EDM, for instance, was discovered to be the initials of another strangled victim, Edward Daniel Moore. Other entries referred to the location of a dumped body, or even the type of bodily torture Kraft inflicted. Investigators connected the entry, Marine Head BP, to Mark Marsh, a Marine that was last seen hitchhiking in Buena Park before his decapitated body was found. But with years between these murders and Kraft's arrest, and no evidence to connect the two besides a cryptic journal entry, the investigation was hard-pressed to build a case against Randy as a serial killer. Then, fingerprints collected at the scene of a homicide seven years prior were matched with those of Randy Kraft. In 1976, Orange County Police discovered the body of a young man in the remote area of Silverado Canyon. The only evidence collected was shattered glass from a broken vodka bottle. After piecing the fragments together, fingerprints were found. But with no criminal record at that time, Randy Kraft's prints went unidentified, until his arrest in 1983. It was a critical development in the case against Kraft. The additional charge for the 1976 murder proved he was capable of all that his scorecard detailed. On September 8, 1983, less than four months after his initial arrest, Orange County police had collected enough evidence to charge Randy Kraft on 16 counts of murder, two counts of rape, and one count of emasculation. Of his confirmed victims, most were men between the ages of 18 and 22, whose bodies were mutilated and discarded along freeways in Southern California. As a result, Kraft was one of three serial killers suspected of being the phantom highway killer that targeted young hitchhikers in the 1970s. The infamous scorecard suggests that Randy Kraft was responsible for 67 deaths in total, beginning in 1971. Following his arrest, a string of shelved disappearances and unsolved murders, previously believed to be the work of the highway killer, were reopened. Justice would be served. Randy Kraft was convicted in May of 1989 and sentenced to death. To this day, the 76-year-old remains on death row in San Quentin State Prison. 22 of his victims remain unidentified. Their deaths will likely never be solved. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Russell Nash, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Bruce Katovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Katie Burris, with writing assistance by Alex Benedon, and fact-checking by Cheyenne Lopez. I'm Vanessa Richardson.